How were they ever a thing? How did you not know when he couldn't even speak right. those opening lines that they weren't the ones singing? <laughs> I mean, that should have been our first. So what are you doing back? Well, I sat back and thought about the things we used to do. Well, well, please scroll the teleprompter <laughs> to the next line. I really like you. Girl, you, you know, know it's true. true. And, hey. th and then we assumed that they could sing that just right, fine. Right. Uh, we, we all got hoodwinked, man. We did. I mean, we all bought into it. Are they, all... they, they both gone, or is one of them still still alive? You know, I lost track. Of, I, 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 I think the, I one think, of the Millies took his own life. <laughs> I think Vanilli's still alive. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe it's Millie. We'll, we'll look into that for you. Godspeed, Vanilli. <laughs> Godspeed to you. You and Trini re reunited. Hey, look, it's Mike and Molson here. Hey! And, uh, WMAY, filling in for uh, the last hour of the morning show. I don't, know, I don't know what we're doing. Bishop has more important things to do. He's out, so they said, well, you guys are around. Might as well jump in for an hour. 629-7970 is the listener contact line. A lot of news going on around the post office. This is the most I've heard anyone talk about the post office yeah, when was, when was in a very long time. the name of a postmaster general. Name any other postmaster general in history. No idea. The only other that time... wasn't uh, the Pony Express guy. <laughs> the original guy. I don't, even know, the I don't even know his name. No. And the only time you usually talk about the post office is when you hear, oh, they're raising stamps, another 10 cents. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that one check I write every month yeah. I need to mail out now. Uh, so a lot of talk about it because of early voting. Yeah. And at 629-7970, want to hear from you, what are your plans as it pertains to this upcoming election? Because a new uh, poll out from uh, Axios is showing that a majority of Americans want to actually vote before Election Day. Uh, the poll found that 34% say they prefer to vote by mail, and another 22% say they want to vote early at a polling place. So 56% 56, 56 of Americans don't want to be a part of actual election day festivities. Mm -hmm. uh, 43% said they would prefer to vote in person on election day. So how are you going about it at 629-7970? Uh, do you feel comfortable? Do you, Would you rather be able to do the mail-in or go to a... I've never early voted before. Uh, apparently, what, do you just go down to the... You go down to the county, county, building. county building, yeah, and then place your vote there. Yeah, maybe that's a little safer. I, we don't I, know what the protocols are going to be by the time we get to election day. It's so far off. We mm -hmm. don't know what the protocols are going to be. Would you feel safe if? I mean, if you have to wear a mask and and gloves or a hazmat suit to go into to to vote in the polling place, are you going to be willing to do that? You know, remember our the Illinois primary fell in the middle of the beginning of the coronavirus. Yes, it did. Uh, and I did the mail-in voting. It's 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 about as easy as thing. The only thing that kind of bugs me is, speaking of stamps, you got to stamp it yourself. Which I what? Think, I think that's a little. That's kind of ridiculous. I think that is too. Why are they making you pay the extra I, money? I, I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's not just a stamp. It's a you, you need like four. I mean, it's it's a because it's a big package. Oh, good lord! Yeah, it's that's an ridiculous. Packet. Oh. But but the point is, it, it's not that big a deal, um, and I I would rather do that than because on on presidential election days, it usually is a line, and you usually are there, glommed with a lot of people. Right, and then you have to social distance, obviously, this right. year, so you may be even farther down the block. You are on WMAY. Question. Yeah. Uh, you, you cast your vote a month early, six weeks early, okay? Put it in the mail, it's fine, it's cool. You got these two old guys running for president who could end up, either one of them really end up being senile, and even one of them possibly dying. 
How do you change your vote? I don't know. I, I mean, that that's it, it, it's a that's a crazy long shot, and I know it, but I know what you're saying. Right, it, it's so, not it, out of the realm of possibility. Or well, somebody, or something goes completely nuts, and somebody says, "You know what? I need to step out of this race," or whatever. I think it still just goes the person that you vote. We've seen that before. Sometimes you read the stories where the dead guy wins, True. you know, because people voted early and the dead guy ended up with more yeah. votes, and then they go into like a runoff election at that point. Yeah, I don't know what the what the process is for that, but that's a. I mean, again, the chances of that happening are pretty slim, uh, but it's an interesting academic conversation. I think too, when it comes to trying to actually vote on election day with the social distancing and the guidelines, could you could you come into a situation where you go, I don't want to vote where that person just voted. Right. Uh, then they're, they're calling. I don't want any part of it. Like, then that that booth opens up. He goes, no, pass. No. Nope, Hard nope. pass. Please yeah. wipe that down even more. I'll, I'll take the extra five to ten minutes. I do not want to. I mean, you can run into so many different, because mm-hmm. it's unlike anything we've ever encountered before. Uh, so it's interesting to see the majority of Americans want to vote Early, also in a majority of Americans, this is another interesting part of this poll, 55% of those responding to this Axios poll don't think President Trump will concede should he lose the election. <laughs> well, I think that's probably true. He probably won't concede, but I don't think that that matters. I don't, what's the protocol? Do you have to concede? I don't think you have to concede, but I wonder in a situation to where, let's say he says, nope, I don't, I don't believe it, I don't believe it, I don't believe it, and we get from November to inauguration day and he's still like no i'm not gonna go squatters rights i've been here for four years right how do you handle that situation man i no matter how it goes whether it's trump or whether it's biden i just want it to be decisive i want it to be such it's a ridiculous right, landslide that everyone looks at it and goes okay well that's what the country nobody wants. has any question because uh, if it's another squeaker oh my god can you see and i don't know if he has the power to do this but can you see I could see this happening, that if Trump loses, he somehow erects a giant gold Trump sign on top of the White House and yes. just leaves, it, leaves it there. He'll do the thing like they do in uh, in crime movies. Uh, they'll think he's gone, but he's really in the bathroom holding <laughs> the his hands time. on the stall so you can't I'm see his feet. above, exactly. Uh, I'm still here. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Hi, you're on WMAY. Go ahead. Hello? Oh, so oh, that was a pretty funny joke you made, though. Some, I enjoyed that. Someone's butt wanted to talk to us. <laughs> Again? But I found that interesting. Call that- WMY and you'll be talking out your ass. <laughs> hey <laughs> I just find it interesting that almost six out of ten it people is. think that he's... And I, and I understand, I don't think, no matter what, even if he gets a landslide and he loses, don't expect a concession speech from him ever. He, he will refuse to actually admit he lost. Now, what his fallback plan would be or how he would, you know, I, I don't think there's a way that he can stay in office if no. he loses decisively. Or even if he loses by the slimness of electoral college, I don't foresee no. a way to where he can be like, nope, I'm just going to stay here the whole time. He can contest it and he can make it difficult, and I fully would expect that he would. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that I'm trying to picture in my mind, whether it's this January or January four years from now, what is his farewell speech going to be like? Oh, my. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't imagine it being one of those gracious, it's been an honor to serve the American people. This has been. Uh, oh, no, it's not going to be lifetime. that way. Uh, we live in a democracy, and now I hand the torch over to the. This Unlike the train. poor witches from Salem, no. this witch with the witch trial made it through with my life. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I continue, no to, fl- I continue to flow. <laughs> like, yeah, no matter what. It's no, going to be goof. It's going to be goofed. So it, it, interesting on both aspects of this poll of the more, majority of America. I understand. Both, to be honest with you, I understand people's kind of, I don't want to say fear, but apprehension 
of going to a polling place on Election Day this year? Here's an, and, and I don't know if there's an answer to it or if this is just an academic question. Um, people have been saying, well, the counties, the local municipalities don't have the ability to handle all of these mail-in ballots. Uh, and I don't understand that because it's the ballot is the ballot. ballot. It, it's the exact same, same the thing. thing you get in the mail is the exact same well, thing that they hand you. So somebody just has to take it out and put it in the thing. I was going to say, wouldn't you think? We've already able got the machines. To, yeah, wouldn't you think being able to space it out? Instead of everyone at one day, yeah. everyone at one day seems a little bit more taxing than if you're able to parse things out a little bit. Like if you do a little bit of your to-do list here and there throughout the weeks, mm-hmm. it's much easier than one Sunday you go, well, I got to do 27 things at once. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, I mean, what, what, what are there usually like 30 machines or something in a polling place? All right, you get 30 volunteers, you sit just, there all just, day uh, and put the damn put, things in. Right. It shouldn't be that Stop difficult. Stop making this so hard. We make it so ridiculous. No wonder people go, ah, you know what? I'm just not going to vote. 629-7970 is how you reach us. Mike and Molson filling in for Murph. I like the club vibe they got here. On WMAY. Don't forget, you can... Your voice can say things. Yes. At the e- w- <laughs> even, on, even online, your voice can say things. They can say it on the phone, or they can say it online with the Daily Poll. Shut up. I'm rusty. Um, go to we w- just did this last week. I know. It wasn't, it wasn't enough. No. It takes me a good year or so to get back on the, on the I training wheels. Anyway, the Daily Poll. Daily Poll. Today, we are asking you, how well do you think students will handle remote learning this fall? Hmm. You have three choices. I think they'll adapt to it very well. They'll get by, but it won't be the same. Or, I fear it'll be a disaster. Oh, no. 66% of you say it will be a disaster. Oh, yeah. Zoom bombing left and right. The Daily Poll is brought to you by Adams Pest Control. Now, when we were filling in for Jim Last Leach, week, yes. There was a, a story was out of- last week? Why does it feel like it was It feels like forever June. ago. Yeah, exactly. It feels like forever ago, but it was last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There was a story over in Germany- where they still have what new? It wasn't even a new beach. It was just like a new a park. Park, yeah, where you can just sunbathe nude. Just let so, it all hang out. So this larger gentleman uh, was nude, laying around when a wild boar grabbed his backpack and started running around. And and then the gentleman in question, rather than putting on any pants, realized his laptop was being stolen, and so immediately started chasing the pig. Which, if you saw the pictures, it's. It's pretty hilarious. And bystanders were just amazed, not that there was this fat guy naked running around, but the, but how determined but he, he was, was to catch that boar, because it had his laptop Right, in it. and at one point, somebody kind of put a cardboard box to block the boar, and the boar then just gave up and ran off into the bush, and the guy got his, his laptop back. Uh, and everyone cheered and applauded the naked man for giving anyone, everyone a nice little show running around after the boar. But now we have a follow-up to that particular story. That boar is now facing the death penalty. For what? For what, indeed? For doing what a boar would do? I'm sure, let's face facts, all right? I don't mean to be too judgy here, but there were a sandwich or two in that bag, too. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't yeah. just well, a laptop. And that's so, that, and that's what it was. They said he had brought a pizza to the park. Oh, God. He was, he was munching on the pizza. <laughs> okay, okay, there's so much wrong right. with that. Who? First of all, bringing a pizza to a park... That's a little odd, but I'll, pa- I'll I'll let it pass. Who eats pizza nude? Right, pizza in, in public. He he eats part of the pizza, puts it back in the backpack, <laughs> jumps into the pond for a little dip, and that's a when post pizza naked skinny dip. You know to work off the calories. 
Exactly. Nothing skinny about that. So, Where is this tourist mecca? That, yeah, this, uh, this is in Berlin. Per, okay. I'm just yeah. thinking about post-pandemic plans. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Pizza and skinny dipping. And so mm. while, while he was in the drink there, a wild boar grabbed the backpack because there's a pizza in right, there. Right. Exactly. And a laptop. All right. So- and this could, could could this be the the most German way to say this? German officials say they plan to withdraw the the boar. Withdraw. Yes. We will withdraw the boar. Which is the way the Germans say that we're going to kill it. <laughs> we're going to withdraw it from the park. We will withdraw this boar from his boredom. We'll take it to a nice little farm way away from here. <laughs> uh. So the guy, yeah, he got his, uh, the wild boar and her two young are frequent visitors to this nude park. You know, they got binoculars and cameras. <laughs> like, well, how, okay, it's a mom with the two kids. How much you want to bet? She's like, hey, kids, you want to see the fat guy run? I'm going to steal that bag over there. <laughs> uh, and according to the German newspaper, help me out with this word here, Jim. They phlegmatically forage in broad daylight. They phlegmatically. I, I, think, I think it's. Fl- they use their nose. Phlegmatic. Yeah, phlegmatic. They use their nose, right? Oh, phlegmatically. Yeah. The, the, yeah. G, the G doesn't say anything? Right. No, no, no. It's like phlegm. Yeah. They use their nose. They use their nose? Yeah. They, 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 they right. find the truffles. Okay. That's how they find truffles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we charge people 40 bucks a shaving on the, on the, on the pasta. So now there is a big uh, demonstration. The, the animal rights activists are saying, hey, you don't kill a boar just because you stole a fat guy's pizza. <laughs> Right, exactly. Right, Jim? You don't if, kill a boar when it steals a fat guy's pizza? It is pretty boorish behavior when you think about it. <laughs> hey He gave you entertainment at the park. If anything, you should have that as a regular feature. Every day at noon, watch the boar steal a fat guy's lunch. And here's what will save it is because somebody named the boar. Oh, excellent. What'd they name it? Boar Elsa, Elsa, Elsa the boar. Okay. It says, uh, uh, they've been at the park before. There's never been any problems. Peaceful coexistence seems to work well here. And in our opinion, uh, is it's only acceptable way to deal with the wildlife. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're going to withdraw Elsa from her life. <laughs> no need to withdraw Elsa. Uh, we will let her go someplace else. Only the forestry office appeared to get no pleasure from them, deciding instead to shoot the boar and her young. Oh, the, what? We will take out your entire yeah, family. Yeah, we will withdraw the children too. Yes, that's right. Do not cross us with the our sin, pizza. The sins of the mother are also the sins <laughs> of, of the, the piglet. The sons of Aker Woods. It's like nothing has changed in Germany <laughs> no, in 75 years. They still behave like crazy Germans. It's like the awful outtakes of Jojo Rabbit God, right now. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the latest. We'll keep you up to date. Hopefully if, uh, Elsa's a pig. Elsa can uh, hopefully make a run for Poland, Elsa. Yeah, they'll, just never, go. they'll never find you there. They'll never look. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will go into Poland, too, if we have we to. We will find you, Elsa. That is our boar. We will bring you to justice. We have already decided the boar is ours. We are going to withdraw you. <laughs> Good Where, Lord. Where's Colonel Hogan when we need him right now? <laughs> Baseball, such as it is, is back-ish. Yeah, kind of. I like the fact they're getting smart and are having bubble talk for the playoffs. Because, yeah. Well, I mean, the Cardinals lost so many, missed so many games. They're trying to make up. They're playing their, what, second doubleheader in three days against the Cardinals. 
Yeah. That's a Cubs a day. Those and those are weird. I turned on a couple days ago when it was the first doubleheader they played, and it's like the sixth inning, and you're like, oh, you're one inning away from the game being over. Right. Right. It was just so. Right. It was like I was like, am I watching a little league game here? They're yeah. going seven innings and then put a runner on second base. Like I get it, it's a pandemic, but man, it's weird. And I'm I'm glad baseball is back, but it, the novelty kind of wore off real quick of just empty stadiums and sound effects even the, and, yeah even the cardboard cutouts yeah. and, and then like anyway they try to put the virtual fans but there is big news in the world of baseball there's a lot of discussion yesterday and six two nine seven nine seventy want to hear from you uh about the unwritten rules of baseball because fernando tatis jr who was a former white Sox uh prospect and now is with the san diego padres 21 years old uh on monday night the Padres are up 10 to 3 on the Texas Rangers in the eighth inning. Okay. Bases are loaded. Tatis already has 10 home runs on the year. He's having a phenomenal season thus far. 3 0 count. And pitcher grooves a fastball. He jumps on it and goes yard. Grand slam. Grand salami makes it 14 to 3 in the eighth inning. Next batter up for the Padres is Manny Machado, who got some chin music as a payback because. The unwritten rules of baseball say a 3-0 count with the bases loaded and you're up seven runs, you shouldn't swing at that pitch. Right. Which is utterly ridiculous. And I think that's baseball's problem, right? Yeah. It's 6 it, yeah. 7 9 70. Is, uh, is, is that part of the reason why you don't watch baseball? Is there antiquated way of looking at certain things? And these are things that I don't think the casual viewer knows or would pick up on uh, some of them are sportsmanship type things right of, right uh, you know so th- i guess the spirit behind that is look you're gonna win this game don't pile on correct but i don't know how as a batter your, your instincts don't kick in and you swing you've got a fastball coming at you right there right right big, down the alley big, and you swing at it a big old juicy i mean here's the thing I, that i don't understand right these are the same people that will complain and bemoan someone not running out a ground ball or a fly ball to left field, saying, oh, they're not trying. Now you have someone who is trying mm-hmm. late in a game, and they're upset because they tried. It's it, 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 it been an interesting dichotomy of some of the old school people you think would be like, get off my lawn, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, you got to follow these rules. Johnny Bench, who we had the pleasure of interviewing oh, you know, years ago. Good friend of ours. Yeah, good friend Johnny Bench, who, by the way, was host of the Baseball Bunch that taught you the fundamentals of baseball back yes, in sir. the day, had this to say in a tweet. By the way, Johnny Bench has a Twitter account, which is awesome. So you take a pitch. Now you're 3-1. Then the pitcher comes back with a great setup pitch, 3-2. Now you're ready to ground out into a double play. Everyone should hit 3-0. Grand slams are a huge stat. And then someone followed up, yeah, you know, you're right. They don't call it good slams. They call it grand slams. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Hey, hey he hey, had hey, every hey, right to oh, crush oh. that ball, man. I mean, he's on pace to actually put up 30 home runs in a 60-game season, which mm-hmm. is phenomenal. So he had every right to crush that ball, man. Every right. I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah, I, I mean, do, too. I, I just, you know, again, some of these I can get it's, behind. Like, if you, if... If the pitcher's got a no hitter going, don't bunt and screw right, up. Right? Yeah, for exactly. Him. Okay, I can, I can, I can understand I, I can that. Get some of those things, you know, even. But a three zero pitch with the base, like that's incumbent on the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know what? It's three zero. Make a pitch. That's exactly right. It, you're, you know, that's a great point. It's, it's on the pitcher. Just because it's ten three, you shouldn't be like, well, I can groove this one. He's not going to swing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. I mean, he laid it right in there. That's yeah. on the pitcher. Yeah. Hi, you're on WMAY. I think they should make four fouls and out. 
Four fouls. Four fouls. So, so play and like four beer league. Fouls is a strikeout. You strike out if you make four fouls. There should be a limit on fouls. Bag, I don't know. Like Some three strikes, four fouls. If you're a professional baseball player, if you can't figure out how to hit that ball into play before then. <laughs> You shouldn't be up there. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that. has been on a lot of base, professional baseball teams in her life. and She, she, she really has been. Well, that's the way we used to play. Yeah. Yeah. A beer league softball does that. Here's the thing about the foul ball thing, though. Some of the greatest at-bats in, like, postseason history that you remember the most are those at-bats where it's, like, 12th pitch, yeah. foul ball. You know. You're true. Th- that's th- true. The thing about, you say, being a professional hitter, sometimes you're fouling them off on purpose. Because you've been fooled by the pitcher, but you do just enough that you don't want to strike. That you just you get it, you, all you got to do is just waste that pitch. Some you of made that, them throw another pitch. You made them throw another pitch, and eventually yeah. they'll groove one to you. Some of that is strategy. Yeah. Uh, so the pitcher knows you're not going to sit there. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's it's an interesting. You're fooled, but you just get enough of it. I don't know. I, I, not four, but I don't know. If you get to fourteen, yeah, or something fourteen like that, foul balls, you're out. Right, let's 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 reset here. Hi, Aaron. WMAY. Hey, you think Pete Rose or Stan Musial would sit on one of those balls? Heck no. They yeah. hit it as fast, as hard as they could. Come on. Yeah, Pete Rose took out a guy in an all-star game, and his career is never <laughs> the same. So Pete Rose would definitely have jumped on that pitch. So the next pitch after this grand slam, he, Goes went, right he, at he went to the batter's head. Yeah, he went right at. He gave some chin music to Manny Machado. By the way, that pitcher's now been uh, suspended for three games. Well, okay. now And, and so, there's, there's a, so you broke an unwritten rule with an unwritten rule. Correct. Yeah. The, the unwritten rule is if, if somebody shows you up, somebody's got to pay on the other team, and it just so happened to be Manny Machado, the next yeah. pitch, uh, the next, next hitter. But that's largely been taken out of the game because of safety precautions. We know CTE now. You could end someone's career. So that's why this guy has been suspended for three games. Once again, it'd been one thing, right? Okay, if Tatis Jr. would have hit that grand slam, thrown the bat, stared down the pitcher, Gave the middle finger to the other, right, like, like right. that. That's yeah. if he went above and beyond on his home run celebration, then by all means, yes, that was a that was a bush league move. But just playing the game, yeah, he wasn't like, hot dogging it. He wasn't doing like he I just, said. He just took a swing like a batter would. It's incumbent upon the pitcher. You can't just be like, well, it's ten to three, so he's not going to swing at this. Yeah, and the fact that he's getting flack is ridiculous. Yeah, he had to publicly apologize. He had to apologize. Yes, his manager made him publicly apologize and say, "I am so sorry for what I did. I should have realized the situation in the game and uh, should not have swung at that pitch." And and I and I apologize <sighs> to the Rangers and their organization. That's ridiculous. Give me a break. Yeah. Hi, you're on WMAY. Good morning. Uh, two things. One, um, part of the strategy is sometimes is run up the pitch count, run yeah. up the pitch. Yeah, yep. exactly. Get, get them pulled. So the foul balls kind of play into the game. Another thing, um, I don't know. I think you should just try to get as many points as you can because same as in hockey, any team can get on a streak. And, and in baseball, you can rack up some points, you know, in an inning if you get on a good run. So coming back isn't out of line for that. So right. It, it, great, no, great. Get as many points as you can. Yeah, great point because just the, a night previous, the Oakland A's had coughed up a five-run lead in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a seven-run lead in the eighth when you're the visiting team is, I mean, nine times out of ten you're going to win that right. game. It, it's no gonna guarantees. Take a, but there's no guarantees. So let's say, okay, for instance, like Johnny Bench says, let's say he takes that pitch, then he grounds into a double play. They don't score another run. Let's say all of a sudden the Rangers score three in the bottom of the inning. Now all of a sudden it's 10-6. Yeah. Okay? Now we have a whole different situation because if he comes up then in the ninth inning mm-hmm. and it's 10-6 and he hits that grand slam, no one has a problem. Totally. But totally. because but because it's the, it's the eighth inning, they're up seven, 
it's utterly ridiculous. And the fact that he had to apologize just really bugs me. And I think that's baseball's problem. Yeah. It's just like, let these young guys go. Uh, one of the unwritten rules, I had never heard this one before, is don't rub the spot where you were hit by a pitch. So you it, can't stand there at first going, ow! Yeah, you shouldn't do that because it shows weakness. By the way... You hit me in the forearm. Ozzie Guillen tweets just as ridiculous as he talks. He <laughs> says, uh, baseball is now weird. Tatis go for MVP. You know want players swing 3-0, get better pitchers. What is he going to... Uh, hit, yes, cause Tatis was the. It, it just goes on and on. Crazy the flip bat that they talk trash. They do worse stuff than no, no one say crap. Please, <laughs> OMG. Like I li- agree. Li- literally read Disagree? that. Disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Ozzy Guillen. That's funny. He was so charged up he couldn't even put punctuation. Finally today, hell hath no fury. Like a woman scorned? Like an old woman man disguised as a woman scorned. <laughs> oh, the story today. Uh-oh. We go to Pea Ridge, Arkansas. <laughs> Pea Ridge. Pea Ridge. P-E-A Ridge, Arkansas, where a 78-year-old man was arrested for defacing uh, the headstone of a rival of his. He had some Boy, feud that is with a this. D- that is a deep-seated dislike of an individual to uh, where even when they pass on, you're still upset at them and have to deface the headstone. An arrest warrant was issued for Joseph Stroud after police said he did more than $2,500 in damages to a former neighbor's headstone by staining it with the blood of dead animals. Whoa! That's that's some hardcore stuff right there. I will stain your headstone with the blood of dead animals. So the children of the dead guy, mm-hmm. Fred, uh, had been visiting dad's grave and noticed oh there's a dead animal there we'll just get that out of the way and then they went back oh there's a dead animal there. let's get that out okay of the way. a couple times you go right. maybe that's coincidence third time there's something weird going on um and so yeah then they figured all right something's up and so with the permission of the cemetery they set up cameras around the grave okay. and what they saw was a 78 year old man dressed in a a teal blue woman's windbreaker with <laughs> like straight out of the 80s yeah with okay. a woman's uh, wig um going up to the grave with dead animals the driver got out uh, she immediately recognized him as 78 year old joseph stroud a former acquaintance of her grandparents they had farms next to each other with a shared boundary for several years. There was some lawsuit. Between Joseph, the two. Joseph, the alive guy, lost the lawsuit, uh, and he still is is mad about it. Okay, I understand there's not usually a lot of people going in and out of cemeteries, but if you were there, all right, just, just, just for a moment, visiting one of your passed-on relatives, and you saw someone carrying a dead animal to a grave— Yeah. Wouldn't you be a little, like, weirded out? Like, I understand, like, yes. the cemetery's not a place to make new friends and talk to, but that just seems a little odd. The granddaughter said, uh, after she saw the this quote-unquote woman in the blazer go to the grave, she said she went over to check her grandfather's grave and discovered a dead possum lying on top of it, along with eight live baby possums inside of a flower vase what? attached to the headstone. Oh my God! This dude is messed up. Yeah, he is a dead. That's possum hardcore. And eight baby possums shoved into a vase. Yeah, take that! <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful bouquet of possums you have. Where did you pick that one up at? Um, so she recognized the guy. She recognized the car. The car drives away. She follows him to Walmart to confront him. Oh boy! And he does the. I don't know what, I don't what you're talking about. about. It was a woman. Obviously, you well, saw it was a woman. He said. Uh, he said, "I'm not going to uh, admit that I did this because I did not do this." 
It was some lady that did it. Get out of me. I got to go kill a possum. Right. And get the eight babies uh, and put them in a flower pot. So they're they're seeking uh, replacement of the headstone, estimated at $2,529.45 was recommended. And he was booked into the jail on a Class B felony. What a jerk. <laughs> possum plant. That's a lot of uh, deep scent resentment.